0: Learn to be you, the podcast, real talk, real people. Hello, and we're on episode two of the podcast today, and I'm nervous but excited to find out what we're talking about. And today, obviously, probably know I'm Jay and we have our new co-host on our second episode. Hopefully you're not feeling so nervous. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hello, I'm Leah and I'm Jay's wife.
0: Yeah, uh, as a f-
1: Yeah, new to this, so excited on what we have
2: coming up
0: today. Yeah, and do you want to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, sure. So, hi, everyone. I'm Katie. I'm a personal development and wellbeing coach. I'm also the host of a podcast um which is called behind the business at the moment but it is being rebranded and relaunching for season three in the next couple of months so um if you're listening at the moment you can find it on behind the business but it will be changing like i said in the next couple of months
0: awesome and i've been on your podcast so people go take a listen we're not about being selfish here we're about sharing <laughs> and katie's podcast is amazing so go check it out right leah do you want to do the honors and spin the wheel and then you can show the camera but you can read it out because i can never see what it says
2: i'm excited
0: i've never done it like this before i think this is a really clever way it's new isn't it it's it's exciting but nerve-wracking as well so what
1: came up is marriage
0: oh we're going to talk about marriage so are you married katie
2: i am married yes well that's a good
0: start (laughs) that's a good start isn't it good start I think this is is an interesting one because I think there's lots of different viewpoints on marriage and I just want to start with when me and Leah first got married I think I was 22 you were 21 we got into this we fell into this trap of I guess it's social condition of what a man should do and what a woman should do even though that's a load of rubbish and I know that now where I'd come home from work and Leah'd have my dinner on the table and on all these crazy things and then we just all of a sudden, because we didn't do this before we got married, and all of a sudden we just like, kind of looked together and went, what are we doing? And that's, I think, when you realise the power of social conditioning. But obviously some people don't realise that and just go along with this. And I actually mentioned this in the previous episode about how people just do things and don't really know why they're doing it. And especially in parenting and marriage, I really questioned how I want to show up. But yeah, it's interesting, isn't it?
2: Yeah, completely. And it's it's so funny, actually, that this is the topic that we're talking about, because there's a been bit, a bit of a shift in my marriage recently um, over the last couple of years in terms of the social norms of uh, the roles that we play and the things that we do as husband, as wife, as mum, as dad. And since I went self-employed and we went through the pandemic, um, My husband also works from home. He did before then anyway. Our roles have shifted slightly. So um, we carpool with a wonderful neighbour who has kids the same age. And my husband drops the kids off at school. She drops them back in the afternoon. Um, And things just really shifted. And it's actually something that I've been bringing up a lot in therapy at the moment. Because I almost don't have this stereotypical conditioned role as wife and mother now and I've just and this is what I said to my therapist I was like I feel irrelevant where do I fit in now because I don't have this stereotypical role because we all share and my husband is brilliant at sharing the load you know he does all the washing and and things like that um but it just made me feel a bit like well what is there for me you know because it's not this it's not the stereotypical role anymore so it's been a real Um, journey that I'm definitely still on to be honest but all very recent which is why I think Mm. it's so funny that this has come up now.
0: I I think things come up for a reason and I was just listening to that and I think you can kind of resonate with that at the moment so I'll let Leah share
2: Yeah
1: I was going to say I think I completely resonate with that because like for us like when we got married I was the one that was working um, and you was at home wasn't you and then I ended up being made redundant and fell pregnant with Jaden. You went to work, didn't you? So then the roles kind of changed again. There, um, I then was the stay-at-home mom. I was the one that like done the, all the school runs, picking up all that the dinner on the table when Jay got home from work. Like he said at the beginning, the almost stereotypical wife the, how it should be in textbooks, like 1950s style wifey, you know, that kind of thing. And then for me, the shift happened when I got, um, diagnosed with cirrhotic arthritis. And I found that I was no longer able to do the fun mom stuff that I was doing with Jaden before. Um, you then had to leave work, didn't you, to then become my carer, and over time, the Jay's obviously taken on everything the stereotypical housewife would take on, as well as care for me and doing all of that. So then I kind of I've lost myself, and so it's like that whole, well, who am I now? Where do I fit in in this in this marriage? Uh, in a a way I guess so it's it's very difficult isn't it to then like when you have these shifts to really connect back to who you are when you have the I say like the um, medical condition I have with the arthritis and then recently I've been diagnosed with fibromyalgia on top of that so there's these barriers and I think that's where I struggle quite a lot within our marriage isn't it on well what is my purpose now i can't be that person that i was when we first got married but we've been married 16 years this year is it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know so i can't i am i'm no longer that wife so what am i now where do i fit in on this it's quite a tricky area to overcome isn't it it can get quite difficult and it does affect I think it goes back to like oh the first episode we've just done we done was like on the mindset it kind of affects that as well it's kind of linked isn't it do you know what I mean
2: yeah, I think if you don't have like a really, really strong sense of self, like you've done a lot of personal development at a young age and you kind of know what your values are and you know what your purposes are. And I say plural because I hate it when people say they only have one purpose. I think it's shit. Um, it we have, you know, we have so many purposes in our life that are fluid and that change. And that's a subject for another another time. But I think if you know you don't have that that grounding from a young age, which I didn't. Of who you are, um, then it's really hard when you come across things like parenting and marriage and relationships and even work and things like that. When something happens that's kind of out of the norm or not, you know, not not of the standard way, to actually be able to say, well, this is who I am. These are my roles that I have, but that doesn't make that's not who I am. And I think that's kind of what I've spent the last like ten years learning is having that grounding of who I am. Because yes, I'm a wife and yes, I'm a mother, but that's not who I am. They're just the roles that I have, and actually, that can look however I want it to look. And it when you were just talking then, Leah, and you said you couldn't be fun, mum, it just made me think. Well, what is fun, mum? You know what? What is fun? Fun is so many different things to so many different people, but but I related to what you said then because I've said it before like oh I'm not fun mum I don't like crafting or playing with toys or whatever but that doesn't mean I'm not a fun mum that just means I don't like doing that thing so yeah yeah
0: I think that's some really good points there because a lot of the time if you actually do say to people who are you they will say their job role or I'm a mum or I'm a dad or a son or do you know what I mean And I'm really digging deep into myself and Looking at my personal values, because I think once you start aligning with those, life gets better. And your why, like you say, your purpose, and we have many. I think really digging into myself has helped in our marriage. And also it's talking about the fun thing. It just sparks something. I me and Leo wanted to bring fun into the marriage and not just be these boring adults that we've turned into that, do you know what I mean, do the same thing every day. But then we're like, well, what is fun? You can't plan fun. You can't plan it. It's it's not fun if you planned it. So how do we bring fun into the marriage that isn't planned? Do you know what I mean? And what does fun even mean? Because for me and Leah, especially for myself, um, like dates, we don't really do dates. And everyone's like, well, why don't you date? And we're like, but we do go out and we spend a lot of time together. So I guess it's just coining what a date is because we're always together. Do you know what I mean? So we do, and, and like fun, what does fun mean? Because me and Leah like to go for a walk. We live in the beautiful South Wales um valleys in the mountains so we love to go and walk in nature but so for some for some reason that wasn't fun but it, it is fun and we do have fun don't we mm. but it's just what you coin things under isn't it like i should be splashing my cash on her and i should be taking her to these extravagance restaurants but actually me and Leah are bored of sitting in a restaurant talking about Jaden, because that's generally what we do you go out for a meal away don't you together and then you talk about your children so, so I guess it's really about being self-aware of yourself and really finding who you are. Because, and I think in a marriage as well, this is what I found a bit difficult when I was doing lots of work on myself, but Leah generally wasn't. It's kind of was building a wedge because I was getting more self-aware, and Leah kind of wasn't talking to me and being as open in the conversation. And when I was learning emotional intelligence, so. Everything she said, I wasn't rising to, and she wasn't getting that reaction that maybe she got before. It was kind of, I think, Leah's terms were you're turning into a robot because she didn't get that what she got before. So it wasn't I was turning into a robot, it's just I learned to respond rather than react. So it's interesting, isn't it? When we grow, even though you're growing for the better, it can cause a little wedge. I wouldn't say a problem, but a, a little bit of a wedge in your relationship. In your marriage.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I've I've like I said, I've been doing kind of personal development for about 10 years. And I'm I was gonna say very lucky, but it isn't luck because it's work. Um, and Andy and I honestly, and I know this is a bit sickening, but I think we have the best marriage that I've ever seen. And I know I'm biased because I'm in it, but I mean, and that's not saying it's perfect by any means, you know, it is it's not perfect. But we, and I think this is the most important thing i found for us is we communicate about everything. And I mean, yes, we have arguments, obviously, we're human beings, but most of the time, if there is something happening or going on or something that that the other person is doing that is upsetting us, we have that ability now where we can sit down and just say, when you said this, it made me feel like this. And what can we do about it? And the other one will sit down and listen and say, I'm really sorry. You know, it wasn't my intention or maybe it was my intention. So, you know, what, whatever the outcome. Um, and then and then we move forwards with it. Um, but it's definitely something that we've had to work on. Um, I mean, we've been together for 10 years now, married for eight next Wednesday, actually. Nice. May. Yeah. May the 4th, we got married. Star Wars Day. Um, <laughs> and uh and it's definitely something that we've had to work on but i think it's probably been and probably is the most important thing from my perspective in our marriage is communication and we talk about everything um and we've we have conversations about self development because i do a lot more than he does um but he's really open to it which is nice um and he'll listen to me have a bit of a Meltdown sometimes, you know, like when you learn too much information and you're like, I have so many thoughts about a new subject that I've Mm. never known about, and now I have everything in my head, and what do I do? And he lets me splurge it out all over him, which is nice. That sounds really rude. I didn't mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Then you should know where everyone's mind
0: went right now. But yeah, and coming back. Uh, No, I love that because we have that relationship. I think we communicate well, I think, from Leah's past and her traumas she's had to learn to communicate with me better. But going through some coaching you've went through, you've learned that as a man, I'm not going to react this way because of the men that have been in your life. And actually it's safe to say how whatever you need to say, in whatever way you need to say it, because I'm just going to listen. And I think me personally doing the coaching I do with adults and obviously children has taught me to listen and not have a loaded conversation in my head ready to come back with to actually digest um what you're saying and also reaching out to one of my friends who is a coach that does relationships because leah was getting very frustrated with me because every time she would say something to me i'd give her a solution but i found from my my friend who is a that men want to give solutions and women want to be heard and we're different and actually hearing that i was able to get a sentence in my head and say do you need me to just listen or do you need me to do something and that made so it's, it's all learning isn't it we're all growing and i think it's lovely to talk about marriage because i haven't really done this before other than with me and leah so it's actually great to learn that actually there are other men that are like me that that listen and, and I, I want to do you know what i mean and, and and i think a lot of men i hear um which I don't resonate with, just want to do everything to keep an easy life with their wife. So they'll just do everything because, and this is where I, this is where I didn't feel in my marriage, like with other men. Obviously I found my tribe now of, of men, generally more women, but, but men that are the same as me that want to go down the pub and just moan about their wife and call her names. And that really didn't resonate with me because Leah's my best friend. I don't want to say things about her. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to do that. I want to support her and I want to watch her grow and I I want to be her biggest cheerleader and I wanted to see herself through the eyes that I see her through and she's getting there but with work and I just think it's just magical that we can show people that marriages don't have to be in this social conditioning way where men just go down the pub and don't listen to their wife or just do an, an easy life and I think it's nice to open this conversation and give people some tips because I was rubbish at communicating when we first got together. I'll tell you something absolutely funny. I thought it was amazing. I told Leah she was voluptuous. I didn't realize that actually just meant fat. So actually, I was rubbish at communicating, even when I thought I was amazing. So actually, over these 16 years, when we've been together nearly 20 years, do you know what I mean, is a long, long time. Um, I've learned to communicate better and to listen better. But no, I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes. I still say the wrong thing. I still give her solutions when she wants me to listen. But it's learning, isn't it? And it's growing. And it's nice to have someone that you can do that with.
2: Exactly. And I mean, what is perfect, really? And it's a word that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. And it it does piss me off because we. I think especially when you're younger, before being married, you have this image in your head of what a marriage should look like and what a marriage will be like and what your life will be like when you're in this marriage. And it's it's not. It's a load of crap. It's not like it is on the TV. And it's hard work, you know. And I know I've got lots of friends that are divorced and um for for reasons, and obviously they're much happier now. Yeah. And, you know, they've done the right thing. But there was there was a time, if I'm being honest, when Andy and I were it was hard and there was a point when we'd kind of sat down not as amicably as I'm going to make it sound and said you know mm. is this worth carrying on and we both kind of said you know give it six months we'll see where we're at if we're still in this place then we'll call it a day um and I think having that conversation we both realized that we didn't want that to be the case because there was something there between us that we wanted to to keep you know it's like a a spark or a bit of hope, mm. or whatever you want to call it, there was something there that we didn't want to let go of. And we worked really, really hard. And And it was really, really tough because we're both strong people. We're both very opinionated people. We're both quite outspoken people, um, but we're both very kind. And um, I'm a very emotional person. He not uh, he is, but not as outwardly as I am, mm. Um So, you know, there was a lot to work on and a lot of compromise. But I think what we found is that we managed to compromise without losing ourselves. And I think that's important because, yes, compromise is important, but you shouldn't compromise at the detriment of you and your values, Um, which I think is tricky. But I
0: (laughs) I agree with you, because when we first got together, I would kind of try and you kind of lose yourself because I'm trying to do everything to please her. She's probably doing everything to please me. Now, and Leah used to always say to me, and I never could understand this, I don't, need, I don't need to be with you. I want to be with you. And I was like, well, I need you. I need you. I can't live without you. And I couldn't understand that. And that made me feel quite sad. But I understand it now because on my own, I'm secure in who I am. And I want her to win, but I'll, I'll be fine if she's not here. I'll be upset, obviously, but but I'll be fine because actually, but I think things that happen and obviously Jaden, um, Jaden's granddad left like Nan and, and how that devastated Jaden, that more adds into me as a man that I'm going to make this work the best I can. So I never want to see my little boy broken like he was when granddad left. And I think things just teach you. And I guess in in my, I haven't really had men around to kind of learn how a marriage works or even how to be a man so i've kind of and i've coined the j way because i do it my way and you know what that's the best way because i didn't resonate with men that want to talk about this or i used to think it's crazy isn't it what you think at 18 i thought if i didn't i, I to be a man i had to watch football to read the newspaper well i don't like reading the newspaper because it's a load of rubbish and i don't like football so, so I'm not a man then. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy, isn't it? But as you learn that actually, and I think I've learned this more having Jaden, just be who you are. And this is what I say to Jaden, he's 11. And there's all these things going on. And he's wearing and I'm like, Jaden, just be 11. Just be 11. Just be you. It's, it's okay. But I don't, I, I'd love to have had some of the knowledge he had when I was younger. But it's crazy, isn't it? How, like, it's, it's a journey, isn't it, marriage? It's a journey that you do together. And I think some parts of marriage, you kind of have to go away and do a bit separately. Not necessarily saying separate, but you'd be a bit separate, don't you? Because if I didn't work on myself, then, do you know what I mean? Is
1: the, the, the struggle, I guess, with those was, it? Like, because when you first got into the whole personal development stuff, that was right at the beginning of me getting the... Um, Arthritis diagnosis. So the pain, I wasn't on any medication or anything for it then. So I was in that emotional state for some time. And then there's you being really calm and just zen. (laughs) And there's me being like, obviously heightened and like emotionally with the pain and everything just pissed me off at that time. So anything that happened, I, I was just like an elastic band that had taken too much and just snapped. And then it went to the, well, you don't care. You're not showing no emotion, you don't care. And then, so I think that's where it was at that point when you sat down and explained to me, I actually do feel the exact same way as you, but I'm controlling it because it's not gonna help reacting in that way that I then, I have a lot more time on my hands as well. So I was like, I need to make a change. Because that wedge between us was getting bigger, wasn't it? because obviously right in the beginning, there was times when I was stuck in bed for two weeks at a time, and you're running around. so we didn't have that connection, and like you've mentioned, that connection is key, regardless of how that looks in each relationship, you need to have that connection. and I think for us and communication, that's been the big thing for us, hasn't it um in the last couple of months even, certainly since you had that conversation on, Leah just needs you to listen, stop trying to fix everything. You don't have to fix everything because that was, like Jay mentioned, the biggest frustration for me. It was just like, just go away. Just just leave me alone. You're not listening to me. And it's, I am listening to you. I'm trying to, I don't want you to help me. Just listen, (laughs) you know. Um, But for me, it was, I think the communication you've had that more so than we used to, or that you've pretty much you'd say when something annoyed you with me and I'm like, I'm not listening to you, I don't want to know. You know, I was like the stubborn kind of thing. That was more of a I was trying to protect myself. So I'd we as I think we've said we've been together 20 years, and I'd say probably it's only been in the last five years, maybe that. I've actually allowed Jay closer than arm's length. I've had this wall, I've just constantly tried to push you away, like because you're gonna leave me eventually. You know, there's all of that. And so I think for them for a marriage to really work, you do have to work on yourself. That that's key. And I think a lot of people miss that. Because it's almost to make the marriage work you've got to do everything for that other person and I think that's where there's the um confusion in a marriage I guess because if you're not doing everything for your husband or your wife then the marriage is going to fail but we found that actually no doing for me is what keeps the
2: marriage going it is. And I think, I think you're completely right. It is so important for your marriage to work on yourself. And it almost sounds a bit backwards saying that, doesn't it? Cause you're like, well, this is about two people. So why is it about working on one person? But it, but it is, because I think if you have, you know, unresolved issues or past trauma or, um, you know, anything like that, you reflect those feelings onto your partner. So, you know, how can you ever have a really healthy relationship with somebody if you're not having a healthy relationship with yourself
0: no it's it's so true isn't it and I think like you say it sounds so alien even like on parenting put yourself first before your kids like the aeroplane that's what I always think put the oxygen mask on your face and you think oh don't be so rubbish but actually if you don't give to you you can't give to your marriage you can't give to your kids you can't give to anything so actually that's one thing that parents especially need to reframe isn't it this this vision that doing for yourself is selfish and yeah I I really found putting myself first has helped me in every aspect of my life let alone just my marriage but yeah I think me and Leah I haven't really found anybody that has a marriage as we do apart from now because it sounds like you kind of do so (laughs) it's interesting isn't it when conversations come up because they're meant to happen. They're meant to happen, aren't they? And and I just love having these empowering conversations about everything because this is why I started the podcast. I want men and women to be able to talk about anything. But there's nothing that you shouldn't be able to come with me about. And that's from my marriage as well because me and Leah talk about everything because that's the way it should be. So I'm just, like, amazed by the, the, this conversation. I'm just so interested in it's a nice to hear from another marriage how you do things and yeah i just think people are going to get so much wisdom from us like,
1: it's funny because like what you said in the beginning there like you know you have the best marriage that you've ever seen you know and that and we've said the same haven't we 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 don't know anybody else you know that, that have been together for however long doesn't matter whether you have no. married a year or 20 years, you know, that has the marriage that we have, you know, we, we can literally, for, 4 we've been, i say 20 years we've been together and we've literally been together every day from the beginning, really, haven't we? And to still be as strong as we are and have those really uncomfortable conversations at times and still be as strong as we are, we I can't say we've really had... I don't think we've ever had a conversation like you mentioned, like when it's got difficult and the conversation of maybe we should s- separate. I don't, like we've not had that, have we? And even that is alien to was, we sit down and we've had these conversations of like, well, if we ever were to split up, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, why are we having this conversation? But it's, I think it's those conversations that, make you realize just how strong you are like when you when you're feeling that disconnect and you pull yourself together and you have these difficult conversations it just like you said it awakens something in you that 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 fight to keep going doesn't it and i think that's what is important in this i think the conversation the communication and what we found recently is actually understanding each other's love language I think that's really helped us me uh, over the last couple of months, hasn't it? And mm. actually, like our love language is actually the same, so we need to focus on that.
0: Yeah, because both of our love languages touch. So I mean, so so, and it's been thingy because you've been journaling on it each night, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Am I honouring his love language because I kind of did that more for you, but yeah. you didn't for me? So it's really. It's really interesting when you look into different things and you're open. And I think the reason we haven't found another couple like ourselves is because we don't have these conversations because who really goes down the pub and talks about their marriage in this way? Yeah, you might. And I think women do it more. They'll go and share. And I read something that that women will go and share about certain things, whereas men don't. So for me, I wouldn't really go to anybody. Not that I have a big surrounding of male friends but I wouldn't go and talk about my marriage in this way because generally men this isn't how they talk and that's okay they can be their way but I like to talk this way and I like to be deep and I like to listen to 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 people and understand because if I didn't have these conversations with lots of other women and Leah I wouldn't understand I like to understand it from your perspective and your views and I've started to do that with Leah to understand other people, but now I'm starting to talk to other people. I think in the beginning of our marriage, we wouldn't do this because I think we've seen so many people talk about their marriage, but in in the negative, let's just say light that we didn't want to be that couple that were behind each other's backs bitching as such. So we kind of didn't talk about it in any light, but we've actually realized how empowering it is to talk about things and actually have people give us solutions and talk about it in let's just say a positive light, and how empowering that is and helpful for both of us
2: yeah definitely because I think you have not you just the wide you uh, <laughs> uh, have a tendency to um complain about things like when you I'm just thinking back to my kind of previous experiences, um, especially when at the very beginning of our relationship is I would go and see my girlfriends and you sit there and not just me we'd all do it you sit there and you'd be like oh so and so did this and they really Mm. pissed me off and so and so said this and I can't believe they did this and they didn't put this washing away and about and you know and you sit down and everybody kind of all riles each other up and you almost Mm. sit there getting all cross and then you go home and you're cross and you're more cross with that person because then you've absorbed all of this negative energy from everybody um, and I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying this is a good thing to do, but this is what happens. It's just life. This is how yeah. I did it. But you don't go and sit down and be like, actually, my marriage is brilliant because of X, Y and Z. And how's your communication? And you don't tend to approach the conversations in that way, do you? So I do think it is brilliant that, that you're kind of facilitating that and wanting to have that, especially from a male perspective as well. Mm. Um, I think it's really important. Um,
1: you're so conditioned to talk about the, talk on the negative aspect of your relationship aren't you so i think and we found that as well look for us we didn't want to bring other people into it because from our experience of relationships not even just marriage with other people put, getting their input in relationships fail mm-hmm. because they get so much pressure from the outside so we've kind of kept ourselves safe from that I guess and not realizing that actually by doing that and being so almost secretive about our relationship that we've struggled and it's okay to actually say look I need help like like um, when you reached out to say that we're struggling here She keeps telling me I'm not, she's not being heard, but I am listening to her, I'm actually giving her these, and it's like, well, no, actually, you're not hearing her because you're trying to fix her. You know, that's where we've now realised that it is okay to have that second opinion as such. You don't have to just be in your own little bubble. I think... That's nice to be in our own little bubble, and that's how we do sort of fare it that way, don't we? But when there is that struggle, it's okay to actually reach out and say, "I'm struggling, and I'm struggling here. How can, what can I do to let the other person know I do appreciate you, I do see you, you know that sort of thing?" Because you're blind
0: to it when you're when it's just the two of you. I was just going to say, and also I think it's about the people we surround ourselves with now, that is safe to have these conversations with mm. those people, because Leah's not going to think when he's talking to another woman about me, and that's an unsafe person to be talking to. So I think it's about who we've surrounded ourselves with, and I like to call the people I bring into my circle my family, because actually a lot of people, including UK, it's like I have this connection, and it's like I've known you, I don't really, me and Kate have connected with you, John, but I don't, but I feel like I know you. Do you know what I mean? And it's mad, isn't it? Because I have this soul connection with people and I like to bring those people in, but it's safe to talk about this stuff. But yeah, I guess it's who you're talking to because, like you said, some people want to collude and go down. But, but if you were saying it in that way to the right person, they'd just help you reframe it and they'd help you own your part of that. Then they'd help you maybe express that to your partner so they could own that part. Then you find the solution. Whereas if you just collude, like you say, you just wind yourself up you go back into that situation full of ammo, full of everyone else's anger and the, the husband or the wife gets it and actually then we we leave it, don't we? We do it again in a few months. We used to do that a lot in the beginning of our marriage. Not necessarily with other people but kind of Put it under the carpet, put it under the carpet. Every six months, you're having a blowout and it's like, why are we doing this? And as soon as you see and you're self-aware, you can start to kind of not do that. But it is interesting the way, and some people will probably be listening to this podcast going, oh yeah, that's me, that's what I do, and really have some realisation that actually, ah, that's not working. So hopefully us being so open and authentic and honest there's people out there that are married or not even married it's, it's, it's marriage is one thing but it's just a relationship isn't it it's even friendships the stuff we're saying here isn't just inside a marriage it's in a friendship it's in it's in families it's communication is important we actually um, purchased some couple cards and you think you know everything about your partner but actually answering some of these questions we found some new stuff about each other so it was really like empowering to almost take turns in answering these questions and think guessing what the other person might say and that kind of thing. It was, it's quite empowering to do that. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this journey. And I think the more we've been together, the more we're opening up and the more, the better it's getting, isn't it? So yeah, it's absolutely amazing.
2: I think a lot of that comes with age as well. And I don't mean that in a patronising way at all. What I mean by that is, um, when thinking back to uh, like who you surround yourself with and the conversations that you have, and when I was thinking back to like the beginning mm. of my relationship, you know, I was like 23 and my friends are 22, 23. And at that age, you don't have that emotional maturity, that kind of emotional capacity to be able to take a step back if somebody's pissed you off and say you know what's the root cause of this what am I actually upset about how is that making me feel what do I need you know you do just react emotionally Mm. um what is it I think that I think scientists say that up until the age of 25 all of your reactions to experiences come from your amygdala which is your emotional response so you know at the beginning of our relationship like scientifically wasn't capable to approach these things in in a more rational perspective, because you do just react completely emotionally. Um, And I think that's one of the big changes is kind of growing with somebody and aging with somebody and being able to actually then learn and develop and understand these uh, different ways of dealing with a situation and being able to do that together. And I think that's what's been really important with Andy and I is that we've learned these things together um, and we've both been kind of open to it and, and discussed it, you know, and just talked Mm. about it and been like, and it's, and it's really funny actually that you mentioned earlier about how uh, Leah said to you, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to hear because that's exactly what I said to Andy probably, I don't know, a year, two years ago. And I, 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 I can't even remember what it was. And there's something I was complaining about. And he was he's the same. He used to always jump in and be like, oh, just email this person and do this thing and go to this." And I was like, I don't want you to fix anything. I just want you to listen. I need to get it out of me. Um, and I just want you to listen. And that is all. And he does the same thing that you do, which is really funny, actually, as he would well, like if I'm upset about something, he'll say, do you want me to listen or do you want me to solve it? And I'm just like, listen, please just listen to me. God, do not give me any suggestions because I'll lose the plot. Um, but it's really funny that we do exactly the same thing. without even realizing, do you know what I mean? But this is the thing, I think it's the
0: power in the words. I love different ones. So it's, it's just learning those little sentences that you can interrupt before you go into that. Because I love, I, I teach at the moment in my Facebook group about parenting with a brain in mind. And I, I love teaching that to parents because as adults, I didn't know that, like 25, your brain doesn't actually fully develop until you're 30. So I, I, and I've seen the pattern of people getting into like real personal development, generally around the age of 30. So it's kind of interesting, we really start getting a hold of ourselves and that's why. So it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it, that we're trying to have these adult things and we don't, I, I think it's absolutely crazy as, as people and as parents, We don't get to learn about our brain. And even like men and women, we say men are from Venus and women from Mars. But we don't really understand that our brains totally work differently. And actually, your husband, your boyfriend, your partner is not actually trying to be an ass. That's just the way his brain works. He wants to give you a solution. That's how he's helping. But for you, now stepping back, I can see how absolutely infuriating that must be. Because you just want to talk. And you just want them to hold that space and their guy will do this and try this. And we're really proud of ourselves. Like we're really being really helpful. But actually, we're just making the situation worse. But when you stop and you come out of that situation and you express how you're you're feeling, and I guess in the beginning, a lot of what Leah and me used to do was we used to just write letters to each other because you can't argue with the letter. You have to, and it really, I guess that's why journaling is so powerful, because you really take it in. When it's black and white on a piece of paper and it just is so powerful so that's how we started to really communicate so i guess there's lots of different ways that you can learn to communicate but it's really just i guess understanding yourself that actually this is the way i work but this is not actually helpful so we're probably going to help a million women and men with that statement right there (laughs) and they're gonna go ah that's why she keeps shouting at me there you go
2: We've just, just you can send the checks in the post for all the marriages. (laughs) Well, that's it. It's understand what you want and ask for it. And this is something I spoke about recently on, on my social channels, is asking for what you want. Because we, as... I think British people and as human beings are notoriously bad for just assuming that people know what we want, our partners, our friends, our bosses, our employees, whatever it is. And we don't actually say, this is what I want from you, or this is what I need from you. This is what I want you to do. This is where I want to go. Um, and it, I mean, I'm bad for it. And I, I have an awareness of it. And my husband always says to me, well, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, "We well, should just know, but how, you know, how are they supposed to just know? We're not mind readers. So understand what you want and just ask. Ask for what you want. Tell them what you need. And I think that's that's been the kind of life-changing thing for us, is we just tell each other what we need. And we have that kind of agreement that we will listen without judgment and we will take it on board. And if it's if it's feasible, you know, it's and I say feasible, like I could say to him, I need a million pounds, please, (laughs) you know. not necessarily going to happen but you know if it's if it's a feasible thing then we respect it and do what we can to kind of put it in place for the other person so i think for me that's my, been my biggest thing is just ask ask for what you want just speak up
0: that's the thing though isn't it i think a lot of what i've learned through personal development and marriage and parenting is, is so simple but we overlook it because it's so simple because how simple is it to just ask the person you're in a relationship or a marriage or a friendship or family what you want it's, it's it's everyone will be like oh yeah that's obvious most of the stuff is obvious it's staring you in the face we just don't do it and I think you've really learned to communicate more with me which is helping because I've spent like Leah says like 15 years just proving to her I'm not going anywhere taking the stuff she gave me to just prove that I'm not like all these men that have been in your life. And actually, she's learned that actually, I'm not going anywhere. Sorry, love, you stuck with me. And actually, just speak to me, because like you were saying, your husband doesn't know what you want that you tell him. Leah used to get frustrated with me, but I don't know what you want, I'm not a mind reader. Please just tell me, I'm not going anywhere. There's nothing you can say that I'm gonna go anywhere. So just tell me what you want, and then we can work through it. And I think you're right, a lot of people do assume and I've had certain scenarios where I've not even thought and just put something out on social media that I kind of agreed with, did Agree with all of it. But people have just assumed because I posted it, I agree with every word. And it's like, we need to stop assuming. Because I think the people, what I find interesting, the people that knew me knew the parts I didn't agree with, but the people that didn't know me thought I agreed with everything. And it's kind of like, now I've learned from my business coach to just, Assume that everyone's going to assume I agree with everything that I'm putting out and actually kind of maybe explain. So it's, 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 it's simple things, isn't it? Ask for what you want. Don't just assume because that person knows you, because Leah knows me really, really well. But she doesn't know what I want if I don't ask. But, yeah, I love that key. And I think we've come at a perfect time to just end this conversation and just if anyone has any more key points, because I think that is just the perfect point to end on. Just ask. Like 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 you want something in life, just stop. Just just do it. Do you know what I mean? I love that. So if anyone's got any ending points, but Katie okay, Kate, I think you ended it perfectly.
1: I think the one thing I've for me I just want to say is like it's about finding what works for you. There isn't a black and white to the marriage. Like so another thing like with us, like when we it comes to us communicating you almost went into coach mode. And I'd be like, I don't want you to coach me. But he found that for him to be able to actually listen to me, he had to go into that coach mode because then he's not going to just almost react to what I'm saying. So there's having that common ground and that understanding on why you do the things that you do. And if it works, it works. So does it matter if I have to say something, when you really need to have a talk, can you book me in as a coach in session, please? If that works, then that's absolutely fine. There's no right
0: and wrong. Yeah, no, I think I think on that one, I just could, as I listen openly on this podcast and to my clients, I could actually just listen to Leah without being connected as such so much. So, but now I've learned to not go so much into coach, right? But a little bit, because I think everyone has got an inner coach, to actually, we just don't listen to it, it's called our intuition. But yeah, no, I I think that's a good point that just do what works for you and just ask what you want. And yeah, Kate, is there anything you want to say you can have the last word?
2: (laughs) Um, I think just to reiterate what Leah said about um, doing what's right for you, you know, even listening to the conversations that we've just had and, um like our marriages and how we do our thing that might not work for other people and that's absolutely fine you know there isn't a right or wrong way of doing it you just have to figure out what's best for you but I think start with yourself and start learning about yourself and what it is you want um and then just speak up and ask for what you want
0: perfect and everyone can find out all about you i'm going to drop all your things below this episode of the podcast so they can come check you out thank you i've I've really enjoyed this conversation today um it's been empowering and i can't wait to edit listen back and learn more because I, i i often learn more listening back so thank you
2: thank you very much for having me it's been great i've loved it bye bye everyone
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording. If you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode, you'll find our details in the description below.